This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Here at the Ranger Report Podcast, we only represent products we believe in. As you've heard over the past year plus, we've been running our Walton's commercial. I've been using Walton's products for a long time now, and let me tell you, they're some of the best seasonings I've ever used. One of my staples to make at my house are pork chops, and their ultimate pork chop and roast rub has gotten more compliments than anything that I've ever used. For burgers, their better burger seasoning is delicious, and I only use that on my burgers. Again, tons of compliments. They have all kind of seasonings that you can imagine. They have barbecue sauce and the thick kind, not the watery kind at all. If you're into wild game, they have seasons and rubs for that as well. Don't forget their line of sausage casings and all the tools to make your own meat products from sausage and jerky to grinders and more. Walton's really is a one-stop shop for everything but the meat. If you like tips and tricks and videos on how to do a whole lot of things when it comes to cooking, then you should go to www.meatgistics.com. Go to www.waltonsinc.com today and start shopping and tell them the Ranger Report podcast sent you. Walton's, everything but the meat. This is Bruce Bochy, and you're listening to the Ranger Report. The Ranger Report, yeah, the Ranger Report. Inside scoop. Listen to the Ranger Report. Oh, here we go. This is the Ranger Report podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and C.J. Berryman. Welcome to the Ranger Report broadcast, brought to you in part by Walton's. Walton's everything but meat. We are also brought to you by Dallas Sports Nation and coming to you from the Preferred Health Solutions online studio. And we are part of the fans first sports network i'm cj berryman ben is adulting today so i am joined by co-host tyler nielsen and kane mccutcheon how are you fellas doing good how are you bud great now that we're coming home 2-0 up 2-0 yeah buddy let's go kane Kane said off air he's going he's going to be at the game tomorrow singing creed (laughs) you probably don't even know what you probably don't even know who Creed is. I'm going to be honest. I don't know what Creed is, but, but I'm going to learn it tomorrow and I'm going to be singing it. So if you see me at the game, come say what's up. We'll take a picture, do all the things. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, back in me and Tyler's high school days, our high days, high, our uh, heydays, I should I should say, uh, Creed was was very, very popular. They had very. some good stuff. They had some good stuff. They really did. And then just disappeared. <laughs> so, but uh, we are happy that the Rangers are coming home starting tomorrow. Uh, they are up 2-0. And they will be hosting 
the Ro- the Orioles, not the Royals. The Royals <laughs> wish they were. <laughs> Royals wish they were there. The the Orioles, and uh, let's talk about that. Uh, two games up in Baltimore that, that the atmosphere was great. Baltimore brought it, and we certainly expect the the Rangers coming home that our home crowd is going to bring it too. What do you think, Tyler? It's it. You, I mean, it's well said what you said. Um, it's kind of a mirror reflection of our season. You know, they, they've they had their ups and downs, but they came into that series, and they're just gritty. You know, they find a way to win. Um, our pitching staff looked unbelievable in that series. And, um, I mean, Montgomery didn't have his best stuff, but he still, he still got out of the damage and looked really good. But all in all, I thought our bullpen handled, handled their job pretty good for what they've been exposed to all season. So I'm just, I, you know, I was happy just taking the first one, getting the home field back into Texas, but taking both. I mean, what more can you ask for? Okay. Yeah. How about that Garver slam that kind of let everybody breathe? Cause we were <laughs> runners in scoring position have not been, not been, uh, taking advantage of, I guess I could say most recently with the Rangers, but they sure did there in that Garver grand slam. Everybody could, <sighs> Take a deep breath. Yeah. CJ, I mean, oh, I'm sorry, King. Go ahead. Oh, no, I'll just say, yeah. Uh, I mean, you got to breathe for a little bit until about the ninth inning right there. Yeah. Um, I like the word greedy that you use, Tyler, because talking to Bruce Bochy this entire season, the one word that he's mentioned to me over and over and over again is resilience. And this team is really, really resilient. I mean, think of it from not even a baseball perspective. These guys haven't been home since September 24th. Today was the, or yesterday when they got back, that was the first day they were home. And, you know, Obviously, you know, being close to a couple guys on the team, I know some people that were on the trip media wise. And so it's tough. Like that's a tough road trip. Um, And for them to do to play um, how they've been playing is certainly a testament to the resilience of this team. I think all along this team has been super streaky. And right now they're kind of peaking at the right time. We saw it with the Phillies last year. We saw it with the Braves in 2021. It's like you just got to get hot at the right time. And they certainly have. So, I mean, it's, they, they played more, you know, better than you can imagine in the playoffs so far. I think any Ranger fan, this is an ideal situation to be in right now. Absolutely. That team that that got on the plane from Seattle headed over to Baltimore was not the same team, same team that, that got off of it. It didn't seem, uh, they looked sharp. They looked ready to go. And if you listen to the FS one broadcast, it's because the Orioles got a first round bye. that's why. And the Orioles apparently were the only team that played, even though they lost both games. If you listen to the broadcast, that that, that was horrible. I mean, come on. <laughs> the Rangers take a 9-2 lead. And I, I liked uh, one of the uh, uh, tweets from uh, – was it – I can't remember who it was. I'll, I'll get the name right later. But it said that, uh, oh, and the Rangers are up 9-2. And uh, biggest part of that is the, the Orioles are going to have a bright future. <laughs> and then they talked about the Orioles in the future. And what you had alert. I mean, it's like, good Lord. Could you not? I mean, at Braddish, they were all over Braddish. And then he right then, right as they were doing it, he gives up two runs. And they're, uh, you could, it sounded like a punch in the gut to the broadcasters. And then John Smoltz, I love John Smoltz, but come on. Oh, I know. They uh, That's what me and my fiance were talking about during the game. So I was like, I mean, they don't say anything about the Rangers. I was like, here we are dominating the Orioles in this series. And they're all they're still doing is talking about the Orioles. I was like, come on, give us credit where credit's due. 
Yeah, I, I don't really ever talk about broadcasters, commentators. Quite frankly, I don't really ever watch the broadcast when I'm at work. But working from home, I watch the broadcast. And I had seen a bunch of people tweeting it. And why I really got this example was in the game two, you know, they were doing it. They've been doing it all weekend. But I went, They I left to go to the bathroom. They were talking about the Orioles. I came back. The Rangers had scored more runs and they were still talking about the Orioles. At that point, I was like, okay, like it's 9-2. Like we're dominating. Like what's more to be talked about? I think the storyline that wasn't really talked about, honestly, is the fact that the Rangers straight up ran the Orioles out of their own stadium mm -hmm. two straight days. But that wasn't talked about at all. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the FS1 broadcast. Um Dave, CJ, Emily, everyone at Valley Sports Southwest, we mm -hmm. very much appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we I was begging, <laughs> not begging, but certainly wishing that we had the Valley broadcast somehow. But and it just I, by the by the second inning of the second game, I just muted it. I just I couldn't I couldn't do it anymore. And that's when he just turn it. That's when he just turn off the broadcasting and click on the radio. And turn on the radio and let let Nate. I, I have a delay because I'm streaming, so I couldn't do that without knowing what happened before it happened. But I I almost did. I should have. But I'd I'd rather listen to Nate call it ahead of time than listen <laughs> to crap that was coming over the the, the TV. But anyway, and, and one thing that that this series has has put in the limelight is a lot of young players on both sides a whole lot of young players not a whole lot of veterans that are playing and it's funny that the the rangers two rookies one who's only been here a month <laughs> really 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 stole the show almost just it, in both games if you look at it yeah. tyler nilson's uh, josh young tyler nilson's alma mater texas tech you bet go young He's he's amazing. But Evan Carter, I think right now, if you really look at it, he's been the MVP of the playoffs. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's kind of weird. I mean, to say that being a 21 year old, but I mean, look what he's doing. He's getting on basically every single time he comes up to the plate and the other players are falling right behind him. I'm not saying the other players haven't stepped up, too, but Evan Carter just, you know, being at that age, I can't imagine. I mean, what he's going through, but it's just amazing and fun to watch. Yeah, I think not to get all churchy here for a second but i mean this kid the first day he got called up i remember we're waiting for him to come out and um you know he, he walks out of the you know tons of media in there because whenever a kid makes their debut everyone's talking to him he walks out of the clubhouse his shirt says jesus won on it and he's i'm like is this dude preaching like i but i, I bring that point up to suggest like you can tell like this kid isn't phased and like this, you know, this whole baseball thing is like the moment's not too big for him because he knows what it is. He knows, you know, we all know it's something of this world and the things of this world are going to fade. And so that that I think plays to his advantage when it comes to the playoffs, because, you know, it's a baseball game. Like no moment is too big for this kid. And he's he's echoed that sentiment. But I mean, just the stuff that he's doing is just really, really impressive. I mean, I know I know I don't have a large baseball watching resume to say, but in my, you know, 10, 12 years of watching baseball, I mean, this dude is one of the best guys I've ever seen taken at bat. And he's 21. Like there's a reason his nickname was three, two. And so, I mean, it's just to see what he's doing. It, it's super duper impressive. And then Josh Young kind of got lost in the lost in the thick of things a little bit. We're talking he's about the one, he's the one that opened it up with the home run in the first game. Yeah. So, I mean, if, it, that dude, if that dude would have stayed healthy, he's the rookie of the year. hundred percent. Oh, oh, yeah. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And uh, it, it was so impressive how mature. And it's funny you calling. 
uh, Evan Carter a kid. He's just a couple of years older than you are. Yeah, so. I know. If you look at him, you're not the first. <laughs> but um, anyways, it, it's impressive watching such a young player go up there and watch both games. Guys throwing 99, 100 miles an hour, and he's watching it an inch outside the zone for a ball. I mean, just unbelievable yeah. patience. Yeah, they, they're he calling. He played at AAA either. He barely yeah, played. Yeah, he hardly played there. And, but he was only and, there for about a week, wasn't he? In yeah, AAA? It, was, it was some. Yeah, something like that. In a week, maybe a week and a half, and then the Dolis got hurt, and then all of a sudden, yeah, let's get let's get Evan Carter up and get him some. It was. I mean, I would imagine they they were playing to win. They thought Evan Carter could help them win right away. It wasn't a let's get this guy a cup of tea and then send him back down because yeah, Butch, right. made it very, very apparent at the beginning of the season. They made it apparent. Chris Young made it apparent with the moves that he made in the offseason. Like, no, we're going. Uh, we're not. It's not a next year thing. We're doing it now. And Bochy uh, calling up Evan Carter, it wasn't – Again, last year it would have been like, yeah, let's get this guy some at bats. Let's get this kid some at bats to end the season. Ah, he's coming up in crunch time, and he's he's coming through in the clutch, and it's it's just it's amazing. Uh, it's funny too that you say he he's had at least uh, he's got five plus walks thus far in the playoffs, and then Corey Seager goes and gets five walks in one game. <laughs> Talk about that because um, he wasn't eager Seager, as as I guess you could say. Uh, he wasn't going up there just just hacking. One thing that people think about Corey Seager is that he's going to go up there and swing at the per- first pitch no matter what. Not really. He's got a pretty good eye, but he's his zone. Ex- he can expand the zone with his bat, inside, yeah. outside, up and down. And if it's not there, he's not going to swing. Sometimes he does get fooled, but I mean everybody does. He's just he's on another level when it comes to pitch rec- recognition in my mind. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I think one thing, too, I, I tweeted this during the game. I was like, it's impressive to see someone as aggressive as him that's, you know, has such good plate vision. Because most of the time when you think of aggressive hitters, like you think of reckless guys that are swinging at stuff that's in the other batter's box. But he's really not like that. And I mean, when he does swing at pitches that are outside the zone, I mean, a lot of times he does damage on them. So mm-hmm. um, it, it's really impressive to see. And I think that that's too, like, that's like you mentioned Garver earlier, but that's why it's so important that Mitch Garver's behind him in the lineup because it's that fear factor and that protection um, is so important too. And so it's like, you know, sure, Corey Seager, you know, he's a great hitter and he's, he's you know, going to knock in runs, but you need someone behind him when he does walk five times. And so it's, it's really impressive to see that, but just his aggressiveness and his, you know, the way he remains patient through that, it's, it's, it's impressive. Yeah, it really is. And, I mean, I, y'all both said it. I mean, I couldn't say anything better. But uh, yeah, five walks, MLB history made MLB history on that. That's pretty impressive. And you know, let's, I mean, like CJ, like you were talking about, he is trigger happy. Let's be honest. But it's not like he's swinging at terrible pitches. I mean, he has a huge strike zone. And Kane made a good point too. You know, you if you pitch him to the outside, he usually takes it opposite field. There's not really a spot in that zone where you can pitch to him. I mean. He finds a way to get on base one way or another, whether it's five walks or base hits. So it was good seeing. It was good seeing them work the pitchers. You know, I mean, we went through their bullpen. We completely depleted their bullpen last or yesterday. Yeah. And I don't know what they've got left heading into Texas. Um, I know that you had the day off, but still they used, I don't know what, five or six pitchers out of the pen yesterday. Well, it was hard to, to be good. I think they changed Braddish early too, so. 
people were talking about was that the bull, the Orioles bullpen, it was already thin to begin with. Like they just lost Bautista for the year. Uh, they had a couple starters that they had moved back there and stuff. So, I mean, it was already thin. And so like, um, I mean, just the way that the Rangers were able to chase out the chase out starters early and kind of, you know, go through their bullpen that, that plays in a, in a series, especially like with the travel day and like, you know, um, it, it was one day off, but I, I think their bullpen is still, still a little bit worn out. And I mean, you're, you're right on the accelerator. You just, they just got one more push to make and you're done. Like you've got them exactly where you want them. Well, yeah, I don't think I don't, I want to take care of it tomorrow. I don't want to, yeah, because then if you, cause if you do lose tomorrow, then you're actually fighting for your life because you know, if you lose that game four, you're right back, you're heading right back to Baltimore. And I mean, you know how loud it is there And Texas is going to be very, very loud, but they have to carry that momentum over. That is the biggest thing. Just get it done while you're there. Get it done tomorrow. Get you some extra days rest and then get ready for the ALCS. But I say just get it done. Don't focus on just getting one out of two at home. Get it done tomorrow. Well, that's going to be interesting to see tomorrow, too. This is going to be the first home playoff game that the Rangers have had in the new stadium. Yeah. So there's no telling how, how you know, the sound and all that stuff's going to gonna go. But And they've, they've kind of they, they, uh, lowered the amount of attendance uh, the ballpark takes, this ballpark takes. And then having the dome, I don't know. If, I think it's going to be pretty. I don't know, Kane. Is it what's weather like over there? Is it nice? Um, it's nice. Yeah, it's yeah. it's definitely roof open weather. That decision is up to the MLB um, for playoffs, and so um, keep it clo- keep it closed. I want that noise inside the stadium. Yeah, keep it closed. They would help us out. I. I'm cool either way. As someone that's going to the game, I, I love it when the roof is open. I think that place is absolutely gorgeous when the roof is open. So I'm a roof open guy, but it is definitely louder in there when the roof is closed. Um, and either way, I think, th- look, this team is at home for the first time since September 24th. Like they're going to have an extra something in their step. I mean, they're in front of their home fans for the first time. Seattle was rocking when they went there. Baltimore was rocking, you know, when they went there. So, you know, home field advantage, people say it does or doesn't. It absolutely plays in baseball and you're going to see it tomorrow. And I'm, I'm super excited. Anyone that's going be loud, like bring that section 133 energy to all around the stadium. Like we need it rocking in there. Close. And bring, the, bring your the singing rap. voice to the game. <laughs> yeah. Bring yeah. your knowledge. Cause bring I don't know. Uh, yeah, start start dust, uh, touching up on your creed and the the rally towels tomorrow are going to be red. Just FYI. It, so if you want to want to go dressed in Ranger red to match your, there you go, buddy. There you go. And, <laughs> hey, uh, Kane, try, Kane, try to grab us some extra rally towels. Uh, <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 going to be a red out tomorrow. So. Uh, look forward to it. I, I just can't wait. And it's a night game. Uh, it's gonna way be, better. Night it's going to be so way. nice. It's going to be so awesome to see. And, and I can't wait. Let's uh, take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with you with Kane and Tyler on the Ranger Report podcast. Welcome back to the Ranger Report podcast here with Tyler and Kane. And we haven't mentioned a whole lot about the pitching. We've been a little bit. So let's let's kind of turn the turn the corner and talk about that. Montgomery and Evaldi in the first two games of uh, the Tampa series. Outstanding. 
And then Andrew Heaney, kind of an unsung hero, if you want, coming in and giving four four plus uh, innings and saving a little bit of the bullpen because Dane Dunning was able. They were kind of just did a tandem start is really what it was. It was. Uh, Heaney was going to go out there and, and get a few innings. And if he, ho- hopefully you hope that he'd give you a few innings. And he did just that. And then Dane Dunning came out, who I I just firmly, in, in my mind, he's the the team MVP as far as the season goes, the whole season as a whole, because of the two different, the different roles he's had to play. And then coming in and replacing DeGrom in the rotation as seamlessly as he did. And he came in, pitched well, and then turned it back over to the seventh, eighth, and ninth guys. The, the pitching's been good, guys, and the bullpen's been good, except for that one Brock Burke ninth inning yesterday. Uh, had a little bit of a struggle, and I know LeClerc gave up a run too, but LeClerc has looked really good. He's pumping it up there at 98, and I, he might be pumping it up there at home with that home crowd behind him. He might have a little extra juice. So let's talk about the pitching. And first, Jordan Montgomery coming over from Seattle at the trade deadline and really, really becoming a, a workhorse for the Rangers. Tyler? Yeah, he's been unbelievable. I mean, you know, everybody's talking about how we got Scherzer. You know, I mean, you know, nobody – He Montgomery was a – afterthought of after the trade yeah. deadline and he's came in and been our saving grace if you really think about it um i think if it wasn't for montgomery we're not sitting here right now doing this podcast to be completely that's honest with me that's true i There's think we were already wrapped up our a long it. time ago yeah garber's and, uh, another one and you know garber we can we we can go down at that spores coming on uh, yep. midway part of the season i mean there's a ton of guys we can say that too <laughs> Evan, Evan Carter, Carter that we just got done talking about. I mean, it's Josh just Young and Adoli's coming back at the same coming back from their injuries. Game. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> I mean, just, he just. But I think Montgomery. I mean, honestly, though, it's just. I mean, that was the biggest trade, in my opinion, that we could have gotten. You know, I mean, we we're like, okay, we got Jordan Montgomery. I mean, yeah, he had some pretty good stats in St. Louis, but he comes over here, and like I said, he's been our saving grace. And like I said, I don't think we'd be sitting here right now talking about the Rangers and. Kane going to the game tomorrow, you know, for game three of uh, one one game away from going to the American League Championship, and it's pretty exciting. It's it's good. To, it's a good feeling to be a Rangers fan right now. It's we're on cloud nine. I know I am. That's all I can say. Yeah. No. I mean, it is cloud nine. Like I, I've only been working for two years, but I mean, I've grown up in DFW my whole life, and I know what it means to this community and this Metroplex, and to sit through what we sat through. I mean, I was a Ranger for like. I mean, I wasn't a bandwagon when I was a quote unquote fan. I, I wasn't a bandwagon. Like I was sitting there watching that crap. You know what I'm saying? Like I went to opening day 2019 and the lineup was mid as kids down my age would say, but it's like we sat through it for six years and now to reap the benefits of it, it's been, it's been exciting. And to see that's your team doing that, you know, not, you know, we get to watch the postseason and your team's in it. We get to watch the all-star game this year and, all of your players are in it. And that's like, it's exciting for everybody. And, you know, people, I know, you know, you guys are not from, you know, y'all don't live here, but you walk around here and everyone's wearing the stuff. I walk around DBU every day. I go to class and everyone's wearing the stuff and everyone's talking to me about it. It's like people care and that's going to show tomorrow, but it's, it couldn't be a better time to be a Ranger fan. Probably a good idea. We're getting you on the the podcast tonight rather than tomorrow or the next day because you probably won't have a voice. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so you're going to the game tomorrow, and you're going to get to see Nathan Uvaldi, who I guess uh, next man up became the the ace before he got injured. Uh, he was lights out, and then he was he went back to form 
uh, against Baltimore, or I'm sorry, against Tampa Bay in game two to ice that one. He was, I mean, he was Nathan Uvalde. That, sl- that splitter was nasty. The slider was nasty. Uh, every now and then a curveball. Everything was working. Every, wherever he wanted it to go, he, he was putting it. And that's scary. And 8Ks, 8Ks, I mean, that's scary if you're Baltimore. You're, you're coming out, you're, you just got gut punched at home two games, and now you got to come face a guy who might be in, in prime time shape to, uh, to, to welcome them, I guess you could say. Yeah. I mean, he said, you know, when asked about it, he, he was talking about how, you know, he hadn't been as good off the aisle and all of a sudden it was like a switch. He said, I know what it means. He's, he knows what it means to be here. He won the world. So he was the best player period on the Boston Red Sox when they won the world series. Um, so he knows what it means to be here. And you're seeing like that start against Tampa. That was that was like May Nathan Avaldi when he won mm-hmm. pitch of the month. Like that was peak, like all you could have asked and more. And so, um, especially, you know, you didn't know if you were going to get that. Um, mm-hmm. so I think tomorrow, you know, if he can pitch anywhere near what he was, um, in the, in that first game, I think you're in a good spot, but also too, if he can't, because let's be real, like that, that was one game. Um, he, I think he needs to do what, Jordan Montgomery did yesterday is like he didn't have his best stuff, but he kept the team in it. Right. Good pitchers know how to win with their B stuff and even their C stuff. And so it's like, um, you know, I think Evaldi's in a good spot right now. Um, and you know, stuff was working in his last outing. So, you know, I think the Rangers, you're where you want to be on the pitching side of things. Definitely. You're in a way better spot than the Orioles are on the pitching side of things. I mean, they started a rookie in the last game and he wasn't very good. And now you got Dean Kramer going tomorrow who, let's be honest, isn't as good as Nathan Valdi. No. Well, Kane, you made some really good points there. I think as a Ranger fan, you couldn't feel any more confident, especially having Valdi on the mound with his postseason experience. And he knows how to handle these types of situations. So I feel really, really good um, having him going in for game three because he, I think, you know, you wouldn't want any other pitcher on the mound for this game. And I think he's the perfect option for it. Uh, I don't know how you feel about that, CJ, but I'll let you chime in a little bit on that. Ah, it's a big game. It's a it's a win and win and move on game, and he's been there, uh, and that says a lot. Uh, look at the Orioles roster; how many of them have been there? Exactly. I don't think any. I mean, I don't. I don't want to say that outright, but not, not many. I can say that. Maybe Aaron. Uh, just maybe Aaron you can say Hicks. the same about the Rangers. But maybe Aaron Hicks. Aaron Hicks was. He's Aaron Hicks for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can think yeah, of Hicks Aaron for Hicks, sure. About Aaron Hicks. I think too, though. I mean, when you're in, in in sports in general, like when you're in a closeout game, you need people that are going to rise to the occasion. Like, why do you think every time the NBA playoffs come around, we talk about how good LeBron James is in closeout games? Like, you want your people that have been there, that have done that, that know how to close out series to to be, you know, playing for you. And the fact that Nathan, like, I agree with what Tyler said. There's no one better because like, you know, sure. Dane Dunning has been good this year and guys like that have been good this year, but they haven't been there before. You know, I I was talking to Dane Dunning about his playoff experience and he was like, I played in the playoffs in front of no fans. Like I don't really have a playoff experience. And so it was like, so you want, I think this is absolutely, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like this is who you want going for you. I don't think there's anyone else. I mean, unless Jacob deGrom can get uninjured or Max Scherzer can get uninjured. Like this is who you want going for you. Do y'all see Scherzer being on? If we do, let's hypothetically look forward. I mean, if we do advance to the LCS, you see Scherzer making the roster. And it seems like every day, it seems like every day they're saying, He's throwing. He's high. He's throwing know. high. High intensity bullpen sessions, and he's coming out feeling good. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. 
I've only known this dude for, you know, since he got traded here. The dude is crazy. Like, <laughs> insane. I'm like, whoa. Like, I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, he's like. He's even got the two different colored eyes, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> dude is crazy. But, I, like, when, when it first happened and I'm looking at the timetable and I'm looking at the injury, I'm like, no way. And then I'm looking and he's throwing 90 in a bullpen with all his pitches, like, like, you know, a couple weeks after an injury that is supposed to take a month to recover from, like, honestly, it's just like, it's a coin flip at this point, but I wouldn't put it past the dude. I wouldn't either. Yeah. I think if anybody, if anybody would would do it, it'd be Mad Max. Cause yeah, like you said, that dude is crazy and he's been that way his whole career as we all know. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm comfortable with where our team's at right now, but can you imagine having them back? I mean, that's just another shot in the arm right there. It's just, your team does get better in my in my opinion. And think about this too, though. If I was Bruce Bochy, okay, you know, obviously Max Scherzer's a starting pitcher, but it's going to take him a while to build up. What if like you're like, okay, we're good starting pitching wise. Let's throw this dude in the bullpen, and when we're up, he by, said like, he would be open to that too. Like, and you know, I, I, when I was real little, but in twenty, what World Series was the Giants versus the Royals? Twenty fourteen, when Madison Bumgarner was like a Swiss Bruce Bochy. That's that. I mean, could you imagine Max Scherzer in that role? Like, that would be nasty. And so, I mean, I wouldn't put it past the dude. Like, you know, he he thought you know i guess when he was on the mets you know you didn't think you were going to get a chance to win this year then he gets traded and it's like oh shoot like i have a chance to win this year again like he he did in 2019 like he's been on some darn good teams without winning you know yeah and you know he's itching to get back out there you know, oh, yeah. it's the postseason and that's why they acquired him like you know ben made a really good point on a, i don't remember how many podcasts ago it was but he was like they didn't acquire scherzer for the regular season they acquired him for moments just like these and from what like they just said from what i'm hearing if what they're saying is true it, do, it doesn't look like he's far out from being ready to be up here. So um, we, we, these bullpen we, sessions are going really good from what I'm hearing. Yeah, we can say this. He's going out there every day and throwing bullpen sessions, and he's coming off feeling good. And yeah. like like Kane said, the dude's nuts. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> nothing about that dude. Like, and let's say he wasn't a baseball player. Like, he's a completely normal person. Like, he's one of the coolest guys that I've met there. But then, like, you listen, you hear this stuff that he's doing on a baseball field, and you're like, what the heck? Like, this dude's crazy. But then he'll he'll throw his bullpen, and it's like spectacular. That's like, how did he even do that with the injury? And then he walks by you like he just, you know, clocked <laughs> in his office job. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> I don't get it, but yeah, when you've been, when you've been there long enough, I mean, that's a future hall of famer. So and yeah. It, it, how, how awesome it would it be for Bochi? You know, Hey, going into the world series, let's go ahead and pull a future hall of fame pitcher out, you know, whether they use him in the bullpen or, or however they do it. That's the key. I think Kane, you hit it is it was uh, the pitch count. How many pitches can he throw? He's not going to be able to build up. He's not going to, you know, all that good stuff. But you look at Uvalde and really all the Rangers core guys that were injured for some point this season, none of them went down to AAA to get some 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 warm up at bats, you know, a few games here and then back up. None of them went down. You know, Uvalde didn't go down to 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 get his innings up or get his pitches up in the minor leagues. He just came straight off the IL and pitched. So. 
Well, that wasn't even like, I think that's a, that's an organizational thing from the standpoint. They were like, look, like we're trying to win right now. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I talked to Evaldi after he got the aisle. I talked to Josh Young after he got the aisle. They, they both, like they were like, rehab was not even presented to me. Like the, the man in the front <laughs> office didn't even present that to them. And so it's like, they, they, this, this is it. Like they're just trying to win. Like if you can play, you're playing, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Dude, that's I, awesome. the, the ALCS, the rosters get expanded. Am I right? I believe so. Or does it, or does it still say a 40? It used to. I know it used to. Because that's, that's another dilemma you have. I mean, bringing Scherzer back up. But, I mean, who would you send – who would you leave off the roster? Well, Matt Bush, which I can't yeah. believe he's back. <laughs> he's back. Yeah, you got yeah, Matt Bush. Man, it's not a Rangers team without Matt Bush. Let's be real. I know, man. It's, it's, yeah, it's, true. it's weird. It is weird to see him back up on the roster, but well, uh, hey, Kane, you have fun tomorrow, and yeah, I'll, me and Tyler will certainly be watching it. Uh, my, I'm I'm feeling pretty relaxed right now, but I'm sure once I see that crowd going nuts, dude, uh, my heart rate money. cannot take these games. I know, <laughs> like, man. <laughs> I know. And Kane, I you better, up, I Kane, you better start learning those lyrics tonight. Yeah, I yeah, know, you have <laughs> yeah, don't 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 yeah, don't even show up to uh to any classes tomorrow. Just tell your professors, <laughs> hey, I was given a, a homework I assignment from <laughs> I had to I, I had to look up it. Yep, yep, yep. There you go. There you go. Well guys, it, it's it's been fun, Ben. Uh yeah, again, he's adulting and, and doing adult stuff while we're playing. Ooh, adulting. <laughs> hey, well you just wait, buddy. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> your time but, uh, is coming, dude. Yes, sir. Well, thank you guys for for hopping on. It's been, it was a blast, and uh, it's not a, not as much as a blast as it's going to be tomorrow. So, get to get oh. your red on. Kane, have All a right. good time, man. Thank you, Tyler. Thanks, Kane, DJ. Thank you. Audios, folks. Time to drop the deuces. Peace. I'll catch you later. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com. dot